Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 711, October 11th, 2021. The high on this day was 85. That happened in 2015. And it was uh, 22 degrees in 1876. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. We're trying to get our ducks in a row here. Uh, Sheriff Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher is going to be joining us shortly. Uh, rookie's got quite a story to tell you. I assume you were willing to tell that story yeah. on the air. Yeah. Uh, his daughter was at the 7th Street truck bar Saturday night into Sunday morning when uh, a hellish situation developed with three presumably gangsters shooting uh, presumably at each other. But again, innocent people were caught, including a young woman who died at the uh, scene and the uh, 14 people injured. If you don't know where this is, it's about not more than two blocks west of the XL Energy Center on 7th Street. It's right directly across the street from Cassettes. Uh, Sheriff Fletcher, ominously enough, the night before, on Friday night, when he was doing his uh, drive-along, Streaming that live live on parole. Yes, uh, he stopped there. He stopped there. This was the night before. He said he stops there a lot because the crowd has changed lately. And on Friday, he actually predicted a few future shooting at the bar. My God, quite the gathering here at the truck park. Fletcher said on his live stream, "Holy mackerel! This is a lot of folks. We've never had any shots fired right here. I hope we never do. But at this volume, at some point, it's going to happen, right?" Question mark. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't surprised when the prediction came true a night later. 14 shot, one dead. It's tough to describe, but after 30 to 40 years in law enforcement, you get to read crowds and how they act towards you and how they act towards each other, Fletcher said. Uh, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. I, I see it as a turning point uh, for the city of St. Paul. What do you mean? The city of St. Paul either has to elect new leadership uh, with the exception of Jane Prince, who I'll get to later in the show. If the city of St. Paul doesn't ex uh, elect new leadership, uh, the city has no hope for survival, in my estimation. One, two, three, four paragraphs in in the Star Tribune uh, story is proof uh, that the city needs new leadership. When your mayor said, the reason we're so shocked and appalled and heartbroken anytime something like this happens is because we're not used to things happening like this happening in our city. Nonsense. Yeah, yes. It's happening Thank all the you. time. Thank daily. you, sir. It's wasn't, daily. It, wasn't it last spring that a record number of gunshots were fired uh, among a gathering of people on Selby near Western? Do you recall yes, that? Yes, I do yes. remember that. And, and cops were all over the place trying to pin down what was happening. Uh, we're going to get to Carter and his inability in a moment. Uh, but, uh, Rook, you're going to set up uh, calling Bob Fletcher for us. Uh, who's kind enough to come on. Uh, Todd Axtell uh, said it's a little too early for him to join us. 
what he might in the future. He's the St. Paul Police which, Chief. Which organization is the lead investigator? I'm assuming St. Paul Police, I've got to think it's St. Paul Police. Right, okay. And the three shooters weren't hard to find because they shot each other, so they were all in the hospital. And we ha- have, mm. have we ID'd the victim yes. yet? Yes. No, the victim is ID'd, sure. Her no, name is she has been. Okay, Marquisha Wiley, 27. She's a veterinary technician. She was killed in the, in the crossfire. 32nd homicide in St. Paul mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And the suspected shooters are Terry Lorenzo Brown Jr., 33, Devondre Trevon Phillips, 29, and Jeffrey Orlando Hoffman, 32. They're in custody. Uh, my sources tell me that, I'll read it to you, and I happen to trust the source. Uh, my sources tell me that uh, uh, one of the shooters should have been in jail. Yeah, for sure. Terry Lorenzo Brown was just convicted in August on gross misdemeanor DWI. He was sentenced to 365 days in the workhouse. However, the bulk of the sentence was stayed by Judge Julia Dayton Klein, and he was spun out the door with time served. He should have been incarcerated. But we're not... That's a difference. We're not prosecuting anymore, apparently. No. That's a whole other show, I think. Well, we've, we've been I'm paying doing... attention to when you, con- when you connect that, well, sometimes you don't have a choice, but when you connect that dot on the first Tuesday in November and those judges are all running unopposed, yep. you really should do your homework on the judges. And that, that yeah. I've, I'm guilty of it. I'm a big oh, talker. I, I think we all are, Rook. I have Paul. Uh, the Langen, problem is, I have Paul Langenfeld's statement. He's running for mayor. I have his statement coming up. The problem is with that ballot. Uh, there's no uh, none of the above options. <laughs> you know. But there, you will have opportunity to do your homework. The uh, the the judge uh, candidates will be in the paper, and you can do the best you can to find out the most you can about right. them. Right. Uh, just tell me when we're going to be joined by Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher. Hello, Bob. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Well, it's been a rough night in St. Paul the other night, huh? Terrible, terrible. But uh, when you don't have enough police officers to protect venues, that's what happens. Are you suggesting that a uh, squad should should be at a venue like that as a deterrent? Well, I think it, it sure makes a difference. I know when I'm there on Friday nights, there's less activity tell us about your prediction on friday night it's a bit eerie when you when you look back at it you you seem to have been anticipating something well i'm there every friday all right and uh the hostility that was there this last day was obvious and you know you can tell when there's new clientele or people that have come from other bars a lot of bars close at at uh Midnight, and then people run down to other bars that are open till till two. So yeah, we sensed that there was some anti-police sentiment, but there was also domestic issues and just a lot of hostility in the air. And I, I, I mean, we could, after forty years of reading crowds, we could tell this was probably going to go downhill in the future. Well, my God, it didn't take twenty-four hours before it, that came true. Yeah, I was surprised how fast it came myself. I thought it would be sometime in the next month, but. You know, there's uh, there's just not enough presence, Joe. I got to tell you that the St. Paul cops are down a hundred cops, maybe 120 from where they should be. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, there was a staffing study done by the city council. They paid for it themselves, said they should be up 50 more two years ago, and now they've lost another 50 to 70. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that the cops can do the proactive, preventative-type patrol that I like to do, where you're just there to make sure things stay calm until people leave. Alcohol is a really bad mix when it's crowded like that. And uh, a two-hour station there of an officer being there at closing makes a big difference, but St. Paul does not have enough cops. And i got to tell you, Todd Axel's been asking methodically for three years Mm -hmm. for extra help. And not once has the mayor has the mayor supported any of his requests. Mm-hmm. And I got most of us in law enforcement are just really we're just really fed up with the fact that the mayor will not listen to the professionals that are there with the experience and can tell them what needs to be done to prevent this from happening. Sheriff, it's it's Rook. I just quick comment. I think it's ironic that the mayor ran so hard on, I am the son of a St. Paul police officer, so I understand how this works. There seems to be some sort of betrayal to what he ran on with his father being a St. Paul police officer versus what his actions are today. Yeah, I don't think there's any connection between the father's experience and the mayor's experience. I I know people can try to connect the dots. I worked with his father. He's a great guy. I loved him to death. But let's just face it, the mayor has no experience, no hands-on experience with public safety, with crime and law enforcement. And we're paying the price for that right now because with the lack of experience and the defund the police movement that he's been a part of, um, it continues to hurt public safety. And, you know, I don't know a lot about a lot of things, and I would rely on the experts to tell me. And we expect that out of our leaders when they're in areas that they they don't know things they should they should call on the professionals like his chief so his chief has been shut down three years in a row fletch i see it as uh, i see that event as uh, having been so outrageous i see it as a turning point for the city not a tipping point it's a turning point unless that city uh comes up with a wholesale change in leadership at the at the polls i fear the city will continue to deteriorate well, I hope you're right that it's a turning point. It can be both. Mm-hmm. It can be a tipping point and a turning point. But, Joe, one other thing I want to say is about shooters in general. They don't start out as shooters. Mm-hmm. All these guys had felony records. None of them should have been carrying guns in the first place. They were prohibited from carrying guns. Um, but they start out as juvenile offenders. Right. And there, there's a sad part in our system is our, and you know, you've written about it. Our system doesn't take juvenile offenders seriously. They don't provide them the consequences that they need in order to make a change. And so we're just, we're helping these kids evolve into shooters when we don't hold them accountable at a younger age. And of course, I talked about the elimination of Totem Town. Yep. There's, a, there's another program that the county attorney has started called the the CRT or community review team where he's releasing juveniles rather than charging them. So we're, we have an entire spectrum of, of political philosophy that's hurting public safety in our metro area. I think that's true uh, all over the country in the, in, the, in the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings. I think it's true in Portland, Seattle, and San Francisco and Los Angeles and Chicago and Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, I think it's a political class that the average American has surrendered to. 
And unless there's a change, I don't see uh, I don't see much hope for St. Paul remaining a viable city. Well, I I don't think the average America has, American has surrendered yet, but they uh, they need to know how they can get empowered to make a difference. And uh, of course, elections are one, but there needs to be a, a, other ways that they can give, get empowered as well. Um, I will tell you this city of Duluth just decided two weeks ago to hire more cops. Mm -hmm. So the smaller cities are figuring out that the defund the police movement really isn't working. Mm -hmm. The problem for the inner cities is when it doesn't work, they still turn around and find a way to blame the police. Mm -hmm. do, you, uh, do you routinely stop at other venues? Yeah, we go to all of them. I, I mean, the, the concept here is go where the people are and where the most alcohol is. And mm -hmm. so the Foundry Bar, Bourne's Bar... You know, all the bars on West 7th Street. You know, cops just need to be where there's potential for trouble. The St. Paul Saloon, which is now Cheers over there on the east side. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but the St. Paul cops do not have enough downtime to be able to be proactive. Mm -hmm. and, and if you hired 100 cops, essentially you'd have 20 extra cops on the street at all time. That'd make a huge difference. And that's both what the city council staffing study called for. And what common sense dictates now. Sheriff, what's the tone that you're getting from a lot of the business owners in downtown St. Paul? Are a lot of them about ready to throw up their hands and say, I'm out of here, I'm done with this? Well, unfortunately, that is the tone that's coming now. I mean, the, uh, the, the homeless shelter on West 7th Street is, is driving that as well. You know that's our most, our busiest restaurant row that we have down there. It's the, the people love coming down there after the games and after the events. And the homeless issue there being planted right in the middle has caused problems. And now you've got the violence issue, which they attribute to not enough police presence. There has been an increase in police presence in the earlier evening part until the homeless shelter closes at 830. But there hasn't been much there during bar closing. So, yes, they're getting frustrated. We can't afford to lose them. We lose them. We lose our tax base. We lose our vitality in downtown St. Paul. We lose all that investment that's put into St. Paul for the Bowman, Kelly, and Coleman years. And uh, I think I think it's a turning point, Joe, but if it, if it isn't turned, it'll be a tipping point. Look at the money Dave Cosetta has put on that block. It's just yeah. incredible. Just Huge. incredible. No, it's a beautiful facility. Best. Baked mozzarella and mozzarella in America. You get, he's uh, mentioning food. <laughs> you're like rookie. You're putting yeah, in a plug. The sheriff knows what he's doing. He's doing it all right. <laughs> well, I, you don't want the lines any longer down there, anyhow. That's the problem. You know, the hardest part about cassettes is, is standing in line. But boy, they got some awesome food. Yes, but we do. just left uh, Burger Moe's across the street. You know, uh, Titus and I and Methuselah just left uh, Burger Moe's. Rook, I know you wanted to say hi to Titus, too. Yeah, Titus, tell him I can still take him anytime. My car can outrun his. But, yeah. I, you know, we I had dinner at Moe's the other uh, night, and Moe was there, and he's a big fan of Garage Logic and Cops. And he said part of the big problem also, aside from the, the thuggery, is the mental illness. When, when, when that uh, shelter closes, those guys and gals start walking up and down the streets you know and he's got a great outdoor venue and it's dangerous to walk back to your car and he said i'm i've never been more worried because it's never been addressed uh, realistically by this mayor and his administration right well and there's a need to address those issues it's just a terrible location i mean that's the problem why would you put that 
facility in your busiest downtown uh, environment. And, you know, the the nurses from United Hospital now are declining to come over to the restaurants because they have to, they're concerned about being confronted as well. So yeah, it's 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 a worthwhile cause. I totally support the idea, but the location is terrible. And now they're this week they're talking about extending their temporary status to a long-term zoning change. Oh, this is a bad idea. Is, yeah, which has got Cassetta and the group, of course, mo- motivated. But Tom Reed has been on this for more than a year. He's concerned. Cassetta's concerned. Pat Mancini's concerned. Famer over at uh, yeah, McGovern's. You name it, McGovern's. Uh, it's a shame because that's that's about the only stretch of St. Paul that's very thriving right now. <laughs> right. And well, the wild season's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. No, it's a, it's an important time in St. Paul's future right now. Let's hope it's a turning point. Let's hope someone takes this seriously, what happened at the truck park. Let's hope the mayor is willing to listen. That's the most frustrating part. He just has not been willing to open his mind to the fact that maybe other people have good ideas. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Stay safe. All right. Thank you, guys. All have right. a great day. All right. Thank you. Paul Langenfeld is running for mayor. Mm-hmm. And I, I, he, he writes, I absolutely and unequivocally condemn this violent killing and senseless mass shooting of multiple, victim, multiple victims in my city. Dealing with this problem and making St. Paul safe is my highest priority. My responsibility is to respond, condemning the killings and violence. I will give law enforcement what they need to prevent this. We still got Fletch on the phone? No. No. What am I hearing? Oh, Thick fingers. Thick fingers. Oh. Uh, I will give law enforcement what they need to prevent this. More highly trained and qualified officers, cutting-edge technology to find and arrest criminals, and convictions to keep violent offenders off the street for a long time. To say we should have fewer police officers to enforce the laws is like saying we should have fewer laws that defies common sense, that gives the violent elements in society the freedom to do whatever they want. Reducing the police during a crisis of killings is the equivalent of reducing plows during a Halloween snowstorm. They are needed now more than ever. Our city leadership has failed us. The court of public opinion has given a vote of no confidence on the current administration and do not believe they can control the criminals raging freely across our city. The free-range criminals need to be locked up. When killers are caught, put them in jail and throw away the key or at least lose it for a very long time. Yeah, I, I hope... Uh, Paul Langenfeld can figure out increasing ways to gain traction and gain notoriety and gain recognition because St. Paul needs a house cleaning, something fierce. The problem is you, you do have uh, the, the euphorians outnumber anybody of common sense in St. Paul, and that's the most unfortunate thing. You would have to – I wish Paul well and I want him to win, but you have got to be an over – achieving superstar in order to dethrone uh, the, the DFL representation. The democratic involved. stranglehold that it hey, has um, on both yeah. of these cities. Uh, answer me something. Um, this homeless shelter you're talking about, yeah. is this the Freedom House that's mentioned yes. in the... Uh, yeah, it's a former fire hall. And, uh, it, and, and where is that in relation to uh, the, what we... I think it was the Dorothy Day Center. It's Well, the Dorothy Day Center is... Uh, uh, more accurately, across uh, the street north of the XL Energy Center. Right. This particular homeless uh, facility is about a block or two west on 7th Street of this... Uh, 7th and Smith, right? Yeah. 
Oh, pretty okay. close there. Yeah, it's west right. of this truck stop bar, or what's okay. it called? The truck stop. Uh, the truck park. Yeah, and Kenny, what happens is there is a police presence at this shelter, but right. then once it closes, everybody skedaddles, and there's a lot of nooks and crannies for uh, these homeless who are using, who are are mentally ill. I'm not ripping them. These poor people are homelessness is is. It's not their problem. Drugs it's is a drug problem. Addiction. Uh, yeah. I, that was my, so, next, yeah. my next point. When Fletcher uh, referred to United Hospital, that's the one that overlooks 35E, right? Correct, yes. Well, that's a half a block. Right. They're yeah. afraid to walk a half a block. Because mm-hmm. that's where they, they either have to park or they will you know, wow. go to lunch or go to happy hour after they've been dealing well, with COVID and stuff like that. They can't even go across the street. Kenny, to- I know a couple of people that work at that hospital that used to work with my wife, and Fletcher was 100% correct. They won't even go that far just to go grab something to eat. You want to hear something interesting from our friend Tim Bloom at EcoFun Motorsports? No, in what did you do? I do. What, yeah, no, no, I'm keeping my mouth oh, shut. He doesn't even have a spot today, but he's written oh. me a wonderful email. Oh. Last Wednesday night, as I was doing my normal delivery and pickups after store hours, I got caught in the middle of one of the most frightening situations of my life. I was picking up a scooter near Loring Park about 8 p.m. when a car with four young people ran the red light and turned. I cu- one car ahead of me onto Lindale. The passenger was sitting on the windowsill waving something in his hand. Jesus. Too dark outside, but my fear was a gun. Behind me, two cars back, was another field with young people, with one hanging out the window in the same manner. On the cross street they had come from, another car that did not run the red light had a young person hanging out waving something else in his hand. They were yelling each other at words not right for a podcast. You could tell they were very mad at each other. I honestly was frightened, and I was stuck in the middle of a fight about to begin. I was trapped in my spot because Lindale was full of traffic. There was no room to move. My heart was racing. I was so excited to see a green light to be able to turn and get out of there. After that, I had a pickup near Cedar and 36 on the south side, which actually felt much safer, and then on the north side near Dowling and Girard that did not feel safe at all. The next day, listening to the podcast and hearing about the SUV gang shootings near Target Field, Mm. it made me think I might have been part of the pregame. I am seriously reevaluating doing Minneapolis deliveries when it's dark outside uh, after how lawless it feels as you drive around the city. My coworker urged me to get a bulletproof vest to wear on deliveries, but I should not need that to try to build my business. I think he might have witnessed the pregame festivities of the rolling gun battle that cost an innocent young woman her life Mm. because she was crashed into on the scooter. About an hour and a half later, right? Holy mackerel. Man alive. Wow. Turning points, turning points in both cities, turning points in both cities. I got a note from a guy who rode his bicycle from Lionel Lakes to Grunhofer's. Rode his bike? Yeah, he rode a bicycle. How did he bring home the loot? Jeffrey Saddlebags. Jeffrey Ginder. I looked at the picture. He sent me a picture. He had a a pack, and uh, I would imagine he uh, stoked up. On the yeah, if you're sharing a bunch of tri-tip steaks, that uh, that weighs you down a little bit. Hope you're downhill yeah. from and, uh, Forest Lair. Uh, he enjoyed his stay there, sent a picture. And the uh, the idea is that any way you can get there, you gots to get there. Because mm-hmm. right? they got you gots to play your freshman. <laughs> you gots to get your brats and your meatloaf and the Wagyu burgers and steaks and the ham and the bacon and the seasoning and the salmon. And a great two locations now, the original Grunhofer's. Uh, just north of Hugo on Highway 61. How about this though, Joe? You're, 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 you're. I know you're not an outdoor fire guy, 
But for those that are and are, are old mm-hmm. schoolers, they got those old-fashioned skin-on wieners. Yeah. You throw them on a stick or and whatever, just sit there around the and campfire? you just sit there, and that thing just starts to bubble, and mm. it's just a well done. You throw it in a bun. You're boom. doing it right. Boom. You're doing it right. And they've boom. got them there at Grunhoffers. Ask about their old-fashioned wieners. Also, the new store on Highway 97, just east of 35 in Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they've been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. He's here two times a week, and is he actually paying attention when he is here? It's rookie quiz time. Matthew Mikulski, what is quickly becoming the iconic seafoam catchphrase first first uttered by the fireworks commissioner of Garage Logic? What is that catchphrase? Seafoam? Seafoam is a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Oh, you got one right. Matthew Mikulski, what is what is what is tranny tune used for? Tranny tune. What's that used for? Well, Go it's ahead. used for. Um, it's on my second shelf, and it's a very old tranny tune it's to help tune the radio. Y- yes, you tune the radio up with that. That is for your um, transition transmission. When you have the um, <laughs> oh my God. get a new car, you would put that in your. Transition to it costs about two thousand dollars to replace, right? So obviously, the uh, the second question about that you pour it. I was going to ask where you pour it, but you obviously pour it right into the radio, right with your tranny. Yeah, With your tranny standing by next to you. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, Kenny, you saw that picture that I, I sent to you I last did. week. I did. That really did have the trans tune on it. I am a yeah. huge seafoam, but keep quizzing me. Let's go. Seafoam motor treatment. Which fossil fuel engines do you not want to put seafoam motor treatment in? Electric cars. That's that's <laughs> not a fossil fuel. Oh. Um, oil. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the thing the 710 come on i gotta do a show here let's you know, go you know the thing that says 710 yes. and then you turn it around it says yes. oil yeah you're a dummy because seafoam motor treatment works in four strokes two strokes yes. gasoline and diesel engines where do you pour that stuff matthew right directly in the old gas tank right where right do you there. procure seafoam where do you get this stuff anywhere oh, you're in heaven you're in hell you're across <laughs> the four corners of the world you can find it because they will ship it 
See, I don't know about shipping, but you, you can, can find, find it, it in there. Ship it to the stores. All right. Seafoam, a wonderful product in a, a world, world of bad gas and very, very impatient podcast hosts. Well, later. because we're going to hear a very startling story from Rookie. Uh, I, w- I went to bed on uh, Saturday night. Uh, early, excited to get up early. Uh, my wife came to bed at ten thirty, whatever. The phone rang at twelve thirty. It's what'd my, you what'd you have for breakfast? Uh, uh, eggs, egg uh, omelet is what I had. Full of full of meat That's and cheese. That's Kenny's way of saying cut to the chase. Cut to the chase, yeah. Uh, anyway, the phone rings at twelve thirty, and it's uh, McLaren, your daughter, my daughter, and you never the want that to happen. She's moved out. She doesn't live with us. Ugh. It's Saturday at twelve thirty. And the phone she rings. just Ugh. moved out, right? She moved out in August. Yeah. So uh, the phone rings, hello. Um, She says, Mom and Dad, I'm okay. Everything is okay. I'm fine. So, okay, you're at ease there. Uh, What happened? She said, I was uh, at a venue downtown St. Paul at the truck park, and she said, I had to go to the restroom. I left to go to the – and they they frequent the truck park a lot. On a Friday or Saturday night, they'll go down there for a couple hours. Yeah, she lives very very close by. And she will – you know, they'll have a good time, and then she doesn't have to drive home. She goes right up to her, her place. And uh, she did look at the lines for the restroom, and they were very long. This time, uncharacteristically, she said, I'm just going to go over here to this uh, private place and uh, take care of stuff. She left uh, the truck park, walked to her uh, destination. As the door was closing behind her, she heard a... Like a panic of some sort. She didn't hear gunshots or pop, pop, pop. She just heard a panic, looked over her shoulder and saw some people leaving. And she thought, oh, maybe there's a fight. She said, okay. She took care of business. And as she came out, uh, there was a lady just outside the door where she was at. And her foot was bleeding because she had been shot. And she was saying, help me, help me. Meanwhile, people were pouring into this door. And the attendant said, close the door. Close the door. You got to shut the door. Uh, you can't let. We don't know what's going on. Well, obviously there was a shooting. McLaren saw people uh, out in the street, uh, all sorts of people that were hurt. And she said, "I have to get to my two friends that are still in the truck park." She didn't know if her friends were. She didn't know what happened at that point, mm-hmm. but she knew that there were uh, some shots fired. So immediately she's worried about um, the girl and the guy. She's known this uh, gal since first kindergarten. And uh, the guy was a, a friend of, of them as well. She couldn't uh, go out there to find them, so she was extremely worried. As it turns out, her friend that she was sitting at the table with was left alone at the table. And as she was sitting at the table, uh, she heard balloons popping. Because they were, I preface this by McLaren said it was a regular night. There was no, uh, whoever these guys were, they didn't stick out like a sore thumb. So it wasn't like, uh, hey, we're taking this over. This is our party tonight. It was just a normal night where people were enjoying themselves without getting overserved and out, and out getting not getting crazy. Uh, so this gal is sitting at the picnic table by herself, pop, 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 not realizing what happened, and then seeing people going down and people running. She went to hit the ground. There was a free. The truck park is a bunch of trucks trucks that have kitchens in them. Well, this particular truck that she dove into and on the ground was not working that night. It was it was empty. It was vacant. So she went in there seeking shelter, this other gal that McLaren was with. I'm not going to name her because I don't know if she right, wants to be right. named. 
Uh, but McLaren's all in on this. She already admitted that. So this gal was hiding, and the seconds later, somebody else came in to hide there as well. It was a gentleman that had already been shot, and uh, and this gal was trying to help him. He was bleeding. I, I did not ask where. I don't know. I have not talked to this young lady. Uh, I've been in touch with her dad, and her dad said she's pretty she's pretty shook up. Uh, her dad's a big fan of the show, by the way. Um, and so she's trying to hold on to you know where this guy got shot. She's trying to help. Blood yeah. all over, and. Uh, there's chaos, and then she completely uh, blacked out. The next thing she remembers is walking, going into Tom Reed's, uh, where many people were going in there to seek shelter, whereas they didn't know where they were running, what they were running from. Where's McLaren during all of this? She is still inside the building adjacent to the truck park. Okay. Uh, so people were, uh, what, sheltering in place, I guess they call it. And um, once the authorities arrived, and this is... This is what I told the chief, and this is what I told Sheriff Fletcher. It was, if you watch the videos, once the police arrive, there is order. Um, everything is is de-escalated. And the presence of that, you, you can almost see a collective sigh from all of the squad cars, which every single squad car in St. Paul was there because Sheriff Fletcher's team had to make up for everybody that wasn't there. Then the ambulances started to arrive. Uh, that poor uh, gal that in her 20s, and I, I, I have to learn how to say her name so I, we don't say that poor gal in her 20s because she has a name. And she was just, like my daughter, was there just with friends that night. Her, going name, up for a her drink. name is Markeisha Wiley. Markeisha Wiley. I can't forget that because she's not just a, a, a gal in her 20s. She's Markeisha Wiley. And that could have been any other gal. That or, could have been your daughter. Uh, it really could have been because she, when she went out, she never, she, she said, I just use the bathroom there all the time. For some reason, she went out there, and I, I don't, divine intervention, I don't really go for that because those poor souls that were in there already, I it mean, did, why, why it, is God saying, stay in there? It didn't work out for Marquisha. Right, right, not at all. And it's, um, uh, so then uh, they were reunited later on in the night, and uh, this gal was pretty shook up. Uh, there's a lot to process, uh, people falling, you know, around her, uh, people being shot, the guy that accompanied her in the... Uh, truck, and then uh, McLaren after realizing that going onto the sidewalk, there's blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, you know they were cleaning everything up, but um, people were still in shock. Some people were tending to other people that were shot prior to EMTs being there and first responders. And <clears throat> I invite you know I joke about table talk, but I invite we did a half an hour show yesterday on table talk. And McLaren talked about her fears, what she saw. She does a better job. I invite you to table talk with the Rookies family. Listen to that. Because the fear in her voice and talking about the future of the truck park, which was a, a great place for people to go and, and hang out. And Well, Rook, the first thing I said to Joe when I walked in is nothing. Or when Joe walked in, I said, nothing's safe anymore. Nothing. No. Nothing and is it's safe. It's just, you know, those doors are open. It's festive. It's inviting. It's a great and place. Now... You know, the other gal probably will never want to go in there, and that's not the fault of the truck park. It's just these three knuckleheads screwed it up, and, um, you know, uh, the other gal that was with McLaren is very shaken. Uh, she went to go stay with her parents for a couple of days, and uh, McLaren has tremendous guilt of, I, I'm sorry that I left you. I'm sorry that I left her. And she said, no, you didn't leave me. You just, you did what did you were find do. each other that night? Um, later, uh, I'm trying to think if they did later on. That's a good, that's a really good question. 
I don't. I think they talked. I don't yeah. know that they met. Let me ask both of you a question. You guys are both le- uh, longtime residents of the city of St. Paul. What was your first reaction when you saw that story? Well, I was not surprised. Um, I was pretty shocked. I was pretty shocked that there was a three guys shooting at each other in there in in that bar. I'm I'm not surprised at a shootout on Selby and Western or two passing cars shooting at each other, but I was shocked that inside a restaurant, three guys would start shooting at each other, thinking this is going to end well. But I, I, I guess you're you're uh, you were blessed, man. So was she. Uh, I really, you know, my wife has really um, had a really tough time with this because. Uh, I'll I'll tell you a funny thing. She, you know, we're not super religious, but she says her prayers at night, and she says the uh, uh, the angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love and trust me near ever this day be at my side to light and guard and rule and guide. She said that night I went to bed, I'd said my prayers, and when I went to bed, I said, uh, "Be her guide," thinking it was for Sophia who was out at a St. Thomas uh, homecoming function. And little did we know that uh, that guardian angel was watching over McLaren, and that's... Now let me read you the reaction of the so-called city leaders. Okay. And I'll ask you some questions. Yep. Our community is devastated by the shocking scenes from last night, said Mayor Melvin Carter in a Facebook post. As our St. Paul officers work to bring those responsible for these senseless acts into custody, our work to build more proactive and comprehensive public safety strategies is more urgent than ever. We will never accept violence in our community. Does that ring true? You've already had violence in the community. You have, and those are just those are just words. Those are gobbledygook. They're words. empty words. And and they had that in place. Mm-hmm. They had that in place. City Council Member Rebecca Noker called the incident devastating. My heart goes out to the family of the young woman who was killed and to everyone who was in this terrifying situation. Noker said, "Grateful to our emergency responders and to all the good Samaritans who helped." Our exemplary investigators are working to identify perpetrators and hold them accountable. We will not allow this tragedy to define us, our hold or hold us back, and our progress to make downtown safe. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Pause. If you actually held perpetrators accountable, this wouldn't have happened These in three the first morons place. wouldn't have been on the street. Thank morons you. Morons is too right. kind, by the way. Huh? Morons is way too yeah. kind, by the way. Well, Councilmember Jane standards. Prince, who I cling to, Uh, as a ray of hope, said the shooting shows why the city needs to adequately fund police. This is a terrible and tragic day for St. Paul, and we can no longer put our heads in the sand about how we staff and fund our police, Prince said in a post on Facebook. Before anyone dares to say that more cops would not have prevented last night's tragedy, let's be clear. SPPD officers, detectives, and crime lab personnel are exhausted. The St. Paul Police Department is considered to be one of the very best in the nation for its constant engagement in reform and innovation. As I've said before, if Chief Axel didn't exist, we would want to invent him. There are currently 560 officers on a force authorized for 620, Prince said. So that's uh, 40 and 20. That's 60 cops fewer than they need. And this gotta, is... got to keep going <clears throat> Okay, here. go ahead, Plow. Uh, after years of seeking support for SPPD, Chief Axel again asked for help at his budget presentation last month. It is high time we listen, she said. Well, Jane Prince, you're a rock in that group. Yep. Council member Mitra Jalili said the shooting underscored the need to address the proliferation of guns. 
Nobody in our community anytime, anywhere should have to live in fear of losing their life or experiencing bodily harm because of gun oh. violence, Jalili said. Oh, you're so stupid. We must end the proliferation of readily accessible and available firearms through common sense gun violence prevention laws at the state and federal level. Continue and scale up our proactive community-first public safety programs at the city. Expand trauma and healing resources for all those hurt by gun violence and much more. Utter meaninglessness. Right. Does that any of that ring true? Zero. Oh my God. She's a more oh, she's an idiot. Zero. Meanwhile, council wow. member Amy Brenmoan, who said she was literally sickened by the violence in an entertainment district of St. Paul, called for the city to continue to improve public safety initiatives. These perpetrators must be held accountable. Well, they haven't been. Right. At which time? The sixth time? The seventh time? The eighth time? We need our criminal justice partners, prosecutors and courts, to do their part. And quite frankly, lean in to intervening to curb chronic law-breaking cycles before these most serious crimes result, Bren Moan said. We must demand a stop to unfettered access to guns in this nation. Fights and disagreements will never be solved with guns. Gun violence begets more gun violence, and we must continue to build our upstream and wraparound community-first public safety initiatives that include diversion, support, trauma resources, intervention, alternatives, and more to stop senseless violence before it takes root. Joe, fight her with with her own words. Go to the couple of paragraphs prior to. She said, "We're not going to accept this. Right. We need to stop it." Right. Well, let's just let's just requote uh, Bob Fletcher. Uh, you're not born a shooter; you grow into it. This is what I'm saying. Use Amy's words against her to say, "Yes, we're trying to stop it." When they hit a teacher in grade school, mm-hmm. they need to be punished for it, not put in a rubber room and saying it's okay. These, these people and their policies are the reason that Saturday night happened. Right, That's right. Does anyone else see Not that? Not a doubt in my mind about that. Does Not any, a doubt. Does anyone else see the irony in all of this, too? When I asked you guys what your first reaction was uh, to this story, mine was two weeks ago, Choi in Ramsey County came out and said that they would not prosecute felonies after routine traffic stops. These three gentlemen were apprehended and are now in custody. Let's say they hadn't been. And let's say they were out driving, and let's just say they ran a stop sign, or they had a, uh, or they had a, 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 an expired license tab, and they had been pulled over. So, Choi, you're telling me then you wouldn't have prosecuted any one of these three guys for that? I thought John, I thought Choi, when he started, was uh, had some garage logic. He's he's, he's consumed the Kool Aid. This jackass who who said, talked about these readily available firearms does does she think they're walking into the fur fish and feather store and buying these things legally? No. Well, she, what she's... what rock is she living under? Well, unfor- when I I use the term uh, the American citizen has surrendered to this political class, and I think I, I I wasn't clear enough with the sheriff. What I mean by that is for too long, for too long, the average taxpaying citizen has not paid attention to who's running for office. And who they might be voting for. And who they might be voting for. And it's a shame. It's happening all over the country. Uh, Virtually every major city in the country is run by the left, and you can see the results. The results are horrific. They're dangerous. The thinking of somebody like Mitra Jalali is dangerous. It's not only stupid, it's dangerous. Everything you just read from those people, other than that gal who actually spoke the truth, they're just doubling down on the dumb. Mm -hmm. It's because they don't have a solution. 
they have a major problem on their hands, okay. and they have no idea how to counter it. Well, there's a solution, but this this is the this is the crowd that that does not embrace a respect for authority. You know, you have a mayor in Duluth who wanted to ban the use of the word chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no respect for law enforcement because you have a political class that's been denigrating police. You have a political class that has urged the defunding of the police. All that has resulted in is more criminals feeling more bold about their behavior. Exactly. You think these guys, uh, when, when after they had committed number three, their, their third felon, you think four and five meant anything to them, or was it worth the risk? No, no. And and uh, we don't know their records, except for the one, apparently. And uh, I would like to know more. Uh, there is a link that can be made uh, between the decline of newspapering mm-hmm. and an increase in crime. There's uh, the, 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 the daily reader of the St. Paul Pioneer Press is not getting the kinds of information that they were getting 30 years ago, okay. 20 years ago even. How about, let me interject. We, we used to have people that would, uh, uh, the next day, you would have had these guys, you would have had their entire record in the paper, and then so, wondering so, why they were out. It gets even worse than that. I was working at the airport. I, I, I started my shift at, at 3 o'clock one, of these, one, one night. and Oh, that was Saturday night, I should say, or Sunday morning. And I clicked Purpose. on TwinCities.com. Clicked on Star Tribune, looking for uh, some type of, you know, someone in the newsroom that updated. Here's what happened. This is what we know so far. I didn't get anything on both newspapers, at least until uh, 7 or 7.30. Well, I I don't know the technical answer to that. Uh, No, you don't, but but you're talking about how newspapers would have been in the past that at least would have been online with the full newsroom. There would have been somebody in both papers. You're talking the decline of newspapers is keeping the general public blissfully, if not woefully, ignorant. I, I sense that. I sense that, yeah. But I also think that the the average news consumer now doesn't even get their news from newspapers. Probably not. not. Unfortunately, they're getting the the, the most of it from social media. Yeah, it's clicking a link on social. Well, the CP is on some app that alerted her to this shooting at 1.27 a.m. on Sunday Mm -hmm. morning. Right, and the the scanner accounts do this. There's a bunch of them in town. Well, and that's up. all they do is listen to the scanner and throw it out there. I then Googled later on uh, St. Paul truck park shooting, and I saw a YouTube guy that was a, a witness across the street. That was an hour later, and he did, you know, uh, 15 or 45 but, seconds. But Matthew, yeah, the and I'm sorry to interrupt you, the problem yeah, is nobody's getting to the bottom of this. This is the problem with getting your news from social, is all you get is reaction. You get man on the street. You get, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I was there. Or, I heard this. Or my cousin was there. You don't get the reporter, the person going in-depth, asking the question, finding out where the guns came from, finding out the records of the shooters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's what Such is trying to say here. I mean, social I is great from yeah, social's great for man on the street, and this is what I saw. But it, it, it's not doing anything to further us, further our existence, our safety. Well, the well, other story that needs to be gotten to the bottom of is something we've been talking about on Garage Logic for years, and that's 
why why is the mystery successfully having the grip it does on American culture? Why why are because we because of the cancel culture? Why are we willing to make children of color less than? Mm-hmm. Why are we willing to provide no consequences for poor behavior? Yep. Why are we uh, why are we reducing expectations? Uh, why has John Choi joined the other woke uh, prosecutors around the country who are scaling back prosecutions? Why is the judicial? Why is the? Why are judges releasing these thugs back to the street? What? I mean, I can go real dark on you here and do it. Well, maybe they want this to happen. Exactly. Woo! Thank you. That's black helicopter. No, it's why. It's why politicians repeatedly say, this is what we're going to do for you, black community, and then never step foot in your community, your neighborhood, and what the north job. side, the east side, whatever, you know, wherever they are. And GLers have a tougher message that's not as easily embraced by constituents because the GL message was, here's not what we're going to do for you. Here's what we expect from you. Hmm. Here's what we expect from you. But we're also willing to help. Yeah. But we're not here to provide you the needle and the heroin. We're not here to supply you with crack. You know what I mean? We're not here to enable you, Right. which is what they're doing. They're enabling. When you say you don't have to take a test, you don't have to pass the bar. Don't return uh, your library book. Right, right. And on and on and on. Get your tabs. That is just enabling people to do bad. Uh, that's a shame. I, I'm old enough to, old enough to have appreciated uh, when both cities were just thriving places <laughs> of commerce and activity. I wish know. we could, Matthew. I wish you'd. McLaren would talk about her experience as a teacher, <laughs> because what we know off the air that you've probably never talked about on the air is shocking and very dismaying it is and i'm sad for those for those they children got, that don't have they guidance. got no shot they got they got no shot no they're the future shooters if they're not reading by the time they're in third grade uh the word on the street is from other people that i know they're going to prison and like fletch said they're not born shooters but that's they learn this is what they become you recall we discussed a, a fellow named Bruce who passed away. Yes. And he was a big fan of the show, and he, he even one of his calls even made a best of CD. And that was their YouTube highlight, which was very well received over yes. the weekend. Uh, well, Diane writes, hi, GL guys. I wanted you to know that I also knew Bruce who passed away last year. Yes, he was a custodian, but at Maple Grove High School. To say Bruce was a fan of GL is saying it mildly. There was always talk about GL when out in the garage with Roger, his neighbor. He would get GL stickers and give them to friends and family he knew were GL fans and would put them in the window of their vehicles or hang them in their garage. Not all got a sticker from Bruce, just the diehards. The stickers were like money to him, and he wasn't going to waste it on some hot, on some chump. Bruce and his wife Nancy drove to Florida. She said Bruce brought all his tapes from GL. Nancy said that's all we listened to. She asked if they could listen to some music, and Bruce said, no, you got to listen to this one, and then he would go into another tape. Bruce would tell people that he got his wife Nancy hooked on GL, but she just wanted to be with him. 
He just happened to be the GL guy, and he would tell you that when he would do something good for someone, that nobody else would. You invited him to be on the show at the State Fair. I believe it was your 20th anniversary show. Your stage was oh, huge. Yes. There was a mic and a stand-up set in the audience, and a stand set up in the audience. Bruce was waiting for you to call him to the mic, and he got up there, and it was a great interview. That's the one I would love to hear. Uh, yes, Bruce was a true GL guy. He will be missed by many. Wow, we lost one hell of a fan. Yeah, we did. He God was bless a, Bruce. He was a he was a super fan. I Holy don't remember mackerel. the part about the fair. The twenty. Do you remember that, Rook? Yes. Yeah. Now, now, okay. now that it's pointed out to me, I do recall him coming back. And uh, in two thousand thirteen. Uh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be the twentieth. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Ninety three to thirteen. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, it is twenty. Yeah, it was the twentieth. That was when we went to all the big uh, box stores. I keep reading about the winners and losers in the automobile marketplace. Yeah. Uh, because it's just getting more and more difficult to find inventory. Check out the inventory of Volkswagens, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. It's been there for a long time. It's on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, and there is inter in Inventory. Inventory. Zero percent for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagens, except the ID4. That includes that new Volkswagen Taos. Zero uh, percent for up to 72 months on Fiats, and zero percent for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. This is a multi-generational automobile dealership. I have driven all three of these brands. I continue to. I own them and will continue to. Uh, check it out for yourself. Details at SchmelzVW.com. SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. Hey, Such, when we come back, uh, I just texted McLaren's got five minutes. When we come back, yeah. uh, she can, uh, we, can, we can chit-chat with her. So. Right. GLers, I'm here to tell you about our new friends at St. Paul's own Mosaica Hard Surface. They specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface based materials such as granite, marble, and quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen, anywhere you dream up, they will get it done, get it done right, and also get it done under budget. Corey and Jay, they are the owners of Mosaica Hard Surface. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there doing this, but they are the best. They've been around for over 20 years and they do things the GL way. That means they do things the right way. You see, they only use the best materials, they custom cut everything in their state of the art facility. And they also install everything themselves. Not everybody does that. And it's because Mosaica Hard Surface wants every single aspect of your project to be perfect. Corey and his team, they really want to work with you. So here's the deal. You can stop in their showroom. It's on Marshall Avenue in St. Paul. Or just call Corey directly at 651-242-0894. Or just visit them online at mosaicahardsurface.com. That's M-O-S-A-I-C-A hardsurface.com. Please tell them that Garage Logic sent you. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Man, Kenny, you were talking about that seafoam. I got to get uh, spiral light candles to do a seafoam cylinder index or trans tune yeah. candle. Yeah, what a yeah. great idea. And then I would give that to you as a gift, and I would tell you, stop burning boring candles, Kenny. Go to spiralightcandles.com, and you can get that future. I'm going to work them. The sea foam candle. They work with, they can partner with all sorts of people, and you know what? I'm telling you, they're working on some new scents right now. I'm calling for a sea foam 
candle. Yes, there's this current cylinder index candle, and it's still available online. Spirallightcandles.com is where you can pick that up. That's spirallightcandles.com. Go to the website, and then scroll all the way down to the GL icon. Then you can order your CI candle. See, you kind of know the uh, the hearty handshake, the secret handshake, and the wink. They're going to be adding more scents soon just for GLers, so check out their website. You saw them at the State Fair, spiralightcandles.com. Hey, Kenny. Yeah. Stop burning boring candles. Okay, I'm sorry. Spiral I'll stop. Candles. McLaren, will you tell your dad to quit talking, please? <laughs> she has no power here. McLaren, how are you feeling? I'm a little shaken up. Um, I'm feeling better today, but yesterday was really tough. Mm-hmm. Will you go uh, back to that establishment? You know, I have not decided yet. Okay. That's something that I'm not sure of yet, uh, but it, it's a bummer because that's where we've been going out. We've been going there every single weekend. That's where we've been. Mm-hmm. And so to say that I'm never going to go back, I'm not sure. Right now, I don't have any intention of heading back anytime soon. You were there with a friend you've known for a long time going back to grade school, a female friend. Did you ever reunite with her that night? No, I didn't. So as I was standing in my apartment um, waiting for all of this to calm down, I saw her run past me, and I was banging on the window, and she was on the phone. And then she ran the other way, and then that was the last I saw of her. But she's okay. She's at home. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. She's yeah. she is okay, but she is she is very shaken. Yeah. She's not doing well at all. And as you reported, nothing was out of the ordinary. You nobody really knew that those three guys were there and made any noise. It was just a normal truck park night, correct? Yes, yeah. So we've been going there for like the past month and a half. Every weekend, there was nothing out of the ordinary, because that's everyone's question. Did you see this coming? And there were more people than usual there, but there was no one like that was sketchy doing weird things, no one that was fighting. There was nothing that was out of the ordinary that we were like, oh, this is not, we're not feeling good, or this is really weird. It was a completely normal Saturday night. What what has been the attraction? What does the clientele uh, just generalize for us? Is it uh, young people like yourself? It's kind of a mix. There's young people. There's older people. Um, but there's never been like as I've never seen anyone fight there. Um, I've never seen like you know at bars there can be fights randomly, but that's never happened there. Um, it's a huge mix of age ranges. I wouldn't say it's a younger bar. I wouldn't say it's older bar. I'd say there's both. A big mix. Give me a timeline because I haven't asked you this um, of first responders getting there when you you were at the door. You saw that you were told to close the door and step back. Uh, what was the timeline for the first uh, officer on the scene to arrive? So I honestly would say, like within, it would have had to been in less than five minutes. I would say almost instantly was there an officer on the scene. How did that make you uh, feel? That part was actually kind of weird. Um, I mean, obviously, they responded, they respond so quickly, but then it was just, there was a flood of first responders. There were ambulances playing up, fire trucks, rescue squads, police officers. So it was like one second the street was quiet, and there were just like two or three police officers like instantly on the scene. And then there was just a flood, and the whole street all out front of West 7th was full of first responders. That- and that was insane to see because it was within five minutes that whole street was shut down 
they were putting caution tape everywhere and just more first responders kept appearing and appearing. What did you see when you looked out that uh, lobby window? Um, as far as like people, from people, the bar? yeah. I mean, right away, what were yeah. people were running? Did they know? Did did your friend know what she was running from? So unfortunately, my friend did know she was inside the bar, and she they heard gunshots, and everyone started running and screaming. She dropped down to the floor, and she actually so in um, the bar there's different food trucks, yep, and there was a vacant food truck that we were sitting by. She dropped to the ground and then crawled into the food truck. As she was in there, a man who was shot entered the food truck with her. So she was calling 911 and trying to help this man. Then after she did that, she has no idea how she left the bar and got to with our other friend and got home. McLaren, it's completely blacked out. McLaren, it's Reavers. Um, I know that you know this about me, but I stopped bartending downtown Minneapolis just because it didn't feel worth it, the safety issues I I was having a problem with. Is the the age range of people like yourself, is there a growing concern that downtown, both downtowns no longer feel safe? So for me, Minneapolis, I'm more hesitant to go out to just because I feel like a lot more has happened in Minneapolis. Um, And as far as going out in St. Paul, where I am, I have never felt unsafe um, on West 7th. And so now I'm, I'm more hesitant to say that I'm feeling unsafe, but I have never once felt unsafe. I usually go out in St. Paul just because Minneapolis, I do feel unsafe there. And so now it's weighing, like, this. instances like this don't happen very often. But when it does happen, like, it's unbelievable. So I'm not going to be running out to the bars on West 7th anytime soon, but I think eventually I will get to a point where I will be able to do that again. Plus, you're too poor. you got to save your money and drink at home. <laughs> uh, McLaren, when I was 21 in, in hanging out in Minneapolis, it was pretty, pretty mm-hmm. easy to tell who was in a gang. I mean, it was just so long ago. It was the Crips and the Bloods. They were either wearing blue or they were wearing red. I, yep. I'm guessing it's not like that anymore, and you can't readily identify uh, who you know? Which crew this guy might be running with? Is that is that what I'm hearing? No. Yeah, I w- there's no way to tell. Like even like in the bar, there's never like huge groups of people together. Like you would have, at least in my opinion, you would have no idea unless okay. you know what you're looking for. If they, but there's not like people standing all red on one side of the bar. Right. Like, all this group wearing the same stuff on the other side of the bar. I have never seen that. Okay. At- well, as All you right. as you think back about the room you were in, can can you now see in your mind's eye who you suspect was doing the firing? Okay. And it's funny because I looked up I looked up the pictures to see if I recognized them, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. And it was a busy night, so and I, uh, no, I don't. Okay. None well, of it resonates. You know what I say? Thank God for bladders. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, right. No kidding. I am I am very lucky that. I was able to yep. exit that situation before anything happened. Yeah, it's good that you were drinking so much no. that you had to go to the bathroom. Ah, <laughs> oh, my pride and joy. Huh? There we go. I learned from Dad. Uh, yes. Thank you, McLaren. Thanks, good Mamie. Watch. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a nice right. day. You too. Right. Bye-bye. That is the, uh, the, the thing that I'm, I'm most grateful for and I'm most bummed out about her friend is that McLaren doesn't have to relive that 
see she didn't see anything so it it takes some of even though she's got you know the the guilt of leaving her friend alone and her friends clear of that but uh you know that friend that had to see that stuff you know pop 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 the guy coming in that's ptsd hard to get over well and i will say this i mentioned my bartending gig um we had a situation this would have been maybe three or four years ago where it went from just you've been to the place i worked at rook yeah it went from just a very calm, normal fun. Saturday night, fun night. You know, you're there to, to make sure people are having a good time to within seconds. It escalated to the point where a very large man, a big, a lot bigger than me, jumped behind the counter to grab a bottle to throw at somebody. And then when the bottle broke, he used it as a weapon. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is how I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to make yeah, light no, of it, but it just, it went from zero to 60 just like that. And it, and it was, it was frightening. It really was. He did that old outsider's trick where oh you break the God. bottle and you're going to. Yeah. Well, let me. Joe, uh, we're the only, we're the only two that don't like going to bars. I know. I don't like going. I never have. I never have. I never have. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys don't believe me, but I've never once stopped at a bar on my way home from work in my <laughs> yeah, life. That, that's uh, not appealing to me. that. No, honest to God. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> I covered myself. I didn't. Let me uh, let me come back and tell you what's happening in California. Yes, yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, here we go. Hey, how are you, <laughs> rookie? We'll be back, Ross. This next song is about Kenny Olson. If he's here, jump up and down. Do the pogo. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. We're going to listen to this whole song today. What is it, about three, four minutes? About six. <laughs> yeah, turn it up. Until Joe gives me that sideways glance. Uh, which he's doing right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, the open house was last Saturday, but the week of savings, it continues at Maple Grove Lock and Safe all the way through this Friday. The cause for celebration, a brand new location, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. That old stock, it needs to get out of there so Rich, the owner, he can get the new stuff in. You've got to ask Rich about Centurion safes, ask him about Liberty safes, ask him about bundling accessory packages, uh, ask him if he's saved any brats for you, any leftovers in there, Rich? Ask him if he's seen the new James Bond movie. I hear it's good, but long. Uh, but the main question, the one that you really have to ask, how much money can he save you? And I'm fairly certain he can save you a bunch of money. I'm most interested in what he's calling the deluxe accessory bundle. I hear tell it consists of a 12-inch de- dehumidifier rod, electrical outlet, LED lights, all of that. The cost, $165.97 with standard installation, 50 bucks. But I'm also hearing he'll work with you on that. So if you want to save a little money, ask about bundling. What I do know, financing is available. Delivery installation, that's available. And I know the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Americans for Limited Government President Richard Manning issued the following statement today in reaction to news that the New York Times was forced to issue a correction when it overstated the number of children hospitalized due to COVID. Oh. The New York Times had to correct a gross exaggeration of the number of children who have been hospitalized with COVID-19. 
As the former newspaper of record, which now acts as a public relations arm of the far left, the Times is often at the front line of for legitimizing misinformation. In the latest example, the paper claimed that nearly 900,000 children had been hospitalized with COVID-19 when the real number is more than 63,000 children hospitalized from August 2020 to October 2021. Interesting. That's a... Fairly significant error on the part of the old gray lady. Right. A number of emailers want me to know this. They must think I'm not uh, paying attention. I was on this all weekend. Governor Gavin Newsom in California signed a new law Saturday that orders state regulators to ban the sale of new gas-powered equipment using small off-road engines, a broad category that includes generators, lawn equipment, and pressure washers. Yeah. The California Air Resources Board has already started working on a rule to do this. A process scheduled to conclude early next year, but the law Newsom signed Saturday removes any doubt, ordering the agency to apply the new rule by January 1st, 2024. Uh, Governor Newsom signing this law really sets a strong course to not only his commitment to transitioning to zero emissions, but also to cleaner air and healthier lungs, said Will Barrett, Director of Clean Air Advocacy for the American Lung Association in California. The law was authored by Democratic Assemblyman Mark Berman, part of a progressive and aggressive strategy to reduce pollution in the nation's most populous state. California is the only state with the authority to regulate air quality this way, part of an exception carved out in federal law in the 1970s. Uh, California has more than 16.7 million of these small engines in the state, about 3 million more than the number of passenger cars on the road. Uh, and now uh, they say running a gas-powered leaf blower for one hour emits the same amount of pollution oh as driving a 2017 Toyota Camry from Los Angeles to Denver. I don't believe that. I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe that. that either. That's not true. <laughs> Prove it. Where's today's environmental statistic? <laughs> Here's today's that. environmental statistic. That's not all that the uh, governor was up to. California mandates gender-neutral toy aisles. They can't manage their forests. But now they're going to tell you, well, how Target should be run. Mm -hmm. uh, California is the first state to adopt such a law. LGBTQBWACT2S152B0 uh, advocates have pointed out that marketing methods using pink and blue hues pressure children to conform to gender stereotypes. Here's today's environmental statistics. Exactly. The Consumer Federation of California supported the law. On that one. Yeah. <laughs> saying keeping <laughs> keeping Fair similar expense. items that are traditionally marketed either for girls or boys separates separated makes it more difficult for the consumer to compare the products and incorrectly applies it there. Use by one gender uh, is uh, inappropriate. Ooh. The law states that retail stores with 500 or more workers must sell toys and child care products, excluding clothes, in a gender-neutral section that's labeled at the discretion of the retailer. Retailers <laughs> can continue to offer toys and child care goods that are traditionally marketed specifically towards girls or boys, uh, but uh, they can uh, have to have the gender-neutral part, too. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? we're not done. There's more? Oh, there's more. Come on. Well, you got to offer uh, public schools have to provide free menstrual products. Really? Mm hmm. You already keep them in the back of the classroom? The legislation comes after many women's rights advocates have pushed nationwide for affordable access to such products, women's hygiene products. Well, why is that bad? Uh, that's okay with me. I don't care. Yeah, uh, who cares? <laughs> Rome is burning. 
All right. Uh, while they fiddle. They're fiddling. Fiddling with the dean's daughter. Lawnmowers are the least of California's problems. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you not laugh about it? Are you really outraged? Because, well, I, tell me why I shouldn't be laughing. That's, that's what I'm asking you. Well, think of, think of how this will impact people. People have to make lawnmowers, yep. service them. Yeah. Tool and die shops uh, would, would get contracts to make parts. Yeah. Uh, there are truckers who deliver them. To Fred right. To uh, right. hardware stores, relying them, uh, on them. I, you there's, could ask Fred Aloni. I bet snowblowers and lawnmowers are a significant part of his uh, There's one his real, mm-hmm. real important issue, though, that you haven't mentioned yet on why I shouldn't be laughing. Seafoam? Uh, I don't know. We have already, oh. in this state of Minnesota, adopted California uh, policies. On cars? Mm-hmm. That's why it's not funny. At the risk of uh, Joe hitting the scan button, you saw what happened last week in the great state of California, too, correct? Well, help me. Uh, Gavin Newsom signed a bill, I believe this was October 6th, into law prohibiting restaurants from from providing single-use foodware accessories and condiments such as forks, soy sauce packets, uh, chopsticks, and ketchup. What are you supposed to do? Well, Joe, we're saving the earth. You mean you can't get a pack of a soy sauce? No. So is this progress or is this regression? Regression. Are, are we they going to be in horse and buggies soon? Oh, the, the, this is just amazing. Think of the uh, think of the uh, uh, garden equipment industry, and how many people it must employ in this country. And now you're taking this the country's largest state out of the equation mm-hmm. to buy those products. Echo, Toro, well, it's, Steel, it's a, it's Simplicity, uh, the Shredervax. It's just amazing. And that's not your problem. And by the way, back to what I just mentioned, you, you already killed most of the service industry with your mandates during the pandemic. Ah, now you're, you, you made it through. Barely, right? You're, 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 you're living just a... Your fingernails on the side of the cliff. And here comes Ruler Newsom. Now I'm going to make you not serve plastic forks. <laughs> well, you can't. It's impossible. It'll be impossible to be a GLer in California. Well, we have GLers in California. But it's did getting you, more difficult. They can't even own a lawnmower. Right. Their cylinder did, indexes are going to die. Did you mistakenly call him Gaviner, or was that on purpose? Because that's brilliant. Thank you. Gaviner. I think yeah, no, Joe did it, not you, dummy. <laughs> no, I, I, I read his thing credit for it. Governor Gaviner Newsom. Gaviner. Yeah, Gaviner Newsom. So uh, all of these rules that he passed, if they ever pull their heads out of their uh, backsides and Pass somebody, uh, elect somebody with common sense. Can all of these laws be repealed and turned around and Try. Can they go back to normal? How about this, by the way? I just retweeted this from my account and the GL account. The St. Paul Police Federation 10 minutes ago just sent out this tweet. You guys ready? Yeah. Had an awesome dream last night. St. Paul reimagined public safety. Our department was valued by our mayor and city council. We were adequately staffed, appropriately equipped, and fairly compensated. Violent crime started to decrease. Then the alarm clock sounded. What a perfect Well, tweet. you have a mayoral candidate in Paul Langenfeld who vows to do exactly what that dream sequence wants. More equipment, more cops, more respect for cops. Amen well, to cops, that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, state of California uh, is in so much trouble with crime and homelessness and forest fires uh, that they just... Uh, 
this is, maybe this is designed just to take your mind off all their failures. Oh, nothing to see here. <sighs> just incredible. And nobody asked him, I don't think, but uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci says, yes, kids can trick or treat this Come year. Come on. Huh? Well, yep. thank goodness. Well, he did last year, didn't he? Has he made a decision yet on Christmas? Or are we going to... Problem. The problem, uh, the problem is nobody believes him, so what are we to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. We'll just do whatever the hell we want. Thank you. Go to Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, buy yourself a long gutter, and send that candy. <laughs> Shoot it down the chute. The kids... Love it. And we're doing it anyway this year. Well, he, see, we get the further admonition from Rachel Walensky of the CDC. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, if you're able to be outdoors, okay, limit crowds. I wouldn't go to a crowded Halloween party, but I think we should be able to let our kids go trick-or-treating in small groups. Okay. You're outside when you trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. What? You're, you're outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? I mean, let's dial it back, Doctor Fauci. I mean, you get to you go to a Halloween party, you get to see like sleazy nurse or you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hot fire, right? Elvira, come on! Where is Elvira today? Let's go. Hot, hot barista. Right, yeah. exactly. Or yeah. zombie big boobs. Or, yeah, all, all right, the misog- all the misogynist, dirty things you can possibly or, think of. How about hot? Podcast host. Whoa! Oh, oh I see it now. Suchi boy, you gonna show mask. us? Show us some cheeks, Suchi. <laughs> nice Come <mask>. on. <laughs> nice mask, podcast boy. <laughs> Whip or out ma- that flat white ass, Joe. Let's see that thing. <laughs> or, or, or the person that goes as those. Yeah. Right. That's you know, those. Hello, those. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Hey. I'll tell you what. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna tell you. <laughs> Only. It almost sounded because like because it comes got, from. It almost sounded like. Remember the failed spec spot he tried to do. Right. Yeah. Hey. 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 Um, hey tiger. Hey. I'm hey. Audio to... tigers out there. I got hey, one for you. Want you want a sign? <laughs> I'll get you a sign. It was. What did you call it? The casual. The ca- yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. The casual hey. broadcaster. The casual endorsement. Here's a guy who's got a great idea for me. Jay. Uh, the new St. Thomas Hockey Arena. I should pay the naming rights and call it the Garage. Oh boy, I don't wow. think I could afford the. I was gonna say you can write that check. I don't think I could. <laughs> right. Do yeah. How'd they do, by the way? Didn't they play this weekend? St. Thomas hockey. Uh, uh, they. I know they the football, football team yeah. beat Valparaiso. Wow. The Gophers played Mercyhurst in hockey. I had to look that up. Do you know where Mercyhurst I is? I think I do. Ohio. Nope. Uh, Virginia. Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, then I, I, that's not, not the school. I'm and I don't know where Valparaiso is. I think Indiana. It is in Indiana. Yeah. Only. Only? Only. Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Moon Poom along to South Africa from our friends, the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day, October 11th in 1887, President Grover Cleveland was in St. Paul for the second day of a three-day visit to the state. Former governors Henry Sibley and... Uh, What's his, what's Ramsey's first name? Alexander, Alexander Ram, Ramsey. Alexander Ramsey and yeah. William R. Marshall accompany him in his travels around town. Yeah. And on this day in 2011. Still 10 today, and 11? Today. Today, the Minnesota Lynx won their first WNBA championship, beating the Atlanta Dream in three games. This was the first championship won by a professional sports team in Minnesota since 1991. Wow. wow. 
Now, it might be that long again, although I'm starting to think that maybe Patrick's right and the Wild could be a cup contender. Oh, really? They really do have so. so much young talent. It's too early. Do what it. are you even doing saying that word in October? I like the cup. Shut man. up. <laughs> Your uh, karma, man. Knock it off. Because we got to have time to plan a safe parade route for the cup. Oh, quit saying that c word! All Stop right. it! Right. Uh, Friday night they lose one to four, uh, four to one to Northern Michigan, and then the box score on Saturday was the loss of eight to three. I hate to do this, but it's Downing, and he his thoughts are of note. What do you got, David? What'd you do now? I thought Garage Logic had standards. Uh-oh. Come on, you can find a shaft from a broken hockey stick in my garage. It's a useful piece of strong, long, straight wood. It's great for propping things up. Yes, that remnant of what was once a hockey stick might be considered garage wood, but an intact hockey stick, that's a hockey stick. It might be in the garage and it might be used as a tool, but it's not garage wood. What's next? Is a wooden yardstick garage wood if it's in the garage? but it magically reverts to being just a yardstick when you take it into the house? How about a pencil? Maybe this is the acid test. Does the piece of wood maintain an identity when it leaves the garage? If you were to show it to some random person on the street and ask them what it was, would they respond with a hockey stick, a yardstick, or a pencil? Then it's not garage wood. But if the random stranger replies, I don't know, just some old piece of wood, now you have garage wood. We must maintain our standards if we don't. How long before some numbskull picks up an old boat he saw on the classified just like on Golden Pond and starts inviting people over to see his latest acquisition of garage wood? Harumph! 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 I took it to Twitter, too. I know you did. Thanks a lot. Thank you, GLers. Hey, good luck. Rook, what do you got over there? Well, I was just poking through Pod MN looking at all sorts of other... You know, it's Monday, and you might be all caught up on other podcasts. Well, there's an endless amount of podcasts out there. Hey, hey, Rook, what'd you have for breakfast today? I had some scrambled eggs, and I had a uh, a peanut bar from Golden Valley. What is it called? Golden Great Valley? (laughs) Nature Valley. Nature Nature Valley, Valley, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty darn good. Golden Valley is the home of Roycey. And a Sprite and some Tootsie Rolls. That sounds pretty good. Pod MN on your smartphone, Kenny. That's what you're going to have for breakfast. What about YouTube? Oh, that's super easy. Go to YouTube, subs- uh, look up Garage Logic, and then just subscribe so you can get insights like, what did Kenny have for breakfast? <laughs> Give us a little love on Garage Logic Facebook page, and you know what? We're going to get along just fine. Thanks, Cha. Bye, Kenneth. <laughs>